I wonder if anybody can tell me who this is. Do any of the boys and girls know? David Beckham, I heard someone shout it out. Yeah, David Beckham is a very famous football player. He's famous for other things too, but we're going to focus on him as a famous football player. And we can put up the next picture. There's David Beckham with his three sons, with Romeo, Cruz, and Brooklyn. Now, who thinks they want to be like their dad? Do you think the way they're dressed? I think the way they're dressed in football kits just like their dad. Let's have another picture up. Yeah, and the hairstyles are the same too. I think they want to be exactly like their dad. I think they want to grow up and be great footballers too, just like him. It must actually be quite cool at school for the Beckham boys. Everyone must think, these are great football players. You're going to be the best. But you know, just because their dad's a great footballer doesn't mean they're going to make it. They're going to have to either train and work really hard. One day they're going to have to go out on the pitch. But for now, they're probably enjoying being in a famous family. Well, the story I'm going to tell you this morning is about another famous family. It's about this family of Abraham, the granddad, Isaac, the dad, and Jacob, the son. This was a very famous family because Abraham had a very special relationship with God. He was God's friend. God spoke to him and gave him promises. In fact, he gave three very special promises. He said to him, you're going to have a family. That was amazing because Abraham didn't have any children at this time. But not only that, he said he was going to have a huge family. And after that, he said, not only are you going to have a family, you're going to have a home. You see, this home, it's not just going to be a house. It's going to be a big country. It's going to be bigger than Northern Ireland. And there was one more promise. One of Abraham's children was going to be really special. Maybe it would be his great-grandchildren or his great-great-great-grandchildren but it would come eventually. Abraham had to wait. Then after Abraham came Isaac. So Abraham, the granddad, Isaac, the dad. And Isaac too was part of this famous family. He had a special friendship with God. He would talk to God and God would give him promises too. He gave him actually the exact same promises. If we put them up again, a family, a huge family, and this home with this descendant who would come who would be special and bless the whole world. You can imagine, that would be a lot to live up to. For David Beckham's sons, that's, you know, it's a lot to live up to for their dads. They want to be this footballer, but they've got to live up to it. For any of Isaac's sons, they've got the granddad and the dad who have this special relationship with God. People at school would maybe think that Isaac's sons, they'd have a special relationship with God but they're going to have to prove it themselves. So Isaac did have two sons. They were twin boys called um, Jacob and Esau. I think it would be great, actually, if we meet Jacob and Esau. So can Jacob and Esau come up on stage here and we'll, we'll get to know them a little bit. Let me first. Easy on, boys, easy on. Okay, okay. <laughs> calm, calm down, calm down. So, I know from the Bible that one of Isaac's sons, when he was born, he was covered in hair and he was all red. 
Which one do you think it is? Is it, is it this one? What about this one? Yes, this is... Of course it is. Of course it's this one. This is the hairy one. Esau means hairy. So is that right? You're, you're hairy? I mean Esau? Yes. Okay, okay. And the, and the second son, also, also a bit of a rogue himself, he was, he was the shyer one. He was the quieter one. But he always wanted to be in front of his brother. He wanted to be first. You could see as he's come up on stage, he was grabbing onto his heel, trying to get on stage. And that's what his name means. Jacob means the heel grabber. So you're, you're heel grabber. Don't call me that. It's really embarrassing. I hate being Okay, okay, heel. okay, okay. Now, Jacob is a very sensitive, he's the quiet boy. We've got Esau, the wild one, and we've got Jacob, the house boy. He likes to stay at home. He stays, um, so is that, is that fair enough? You're the homebird. I really, really love my mummy. Yes, yes, that's... <laughs> so let's, let's maybe try and get to know them a little bit better. So I've got a few questions for you. What would be your favourite... Okay, 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 <laughs> calm down. <laughs> what would be your favourite game? If I was to say chess or rugby? Oh, Chess, you know it. Yeah. Chess. The, the thinking man. Uh, what, what about you, Esau? Big girl. <laughs> well, chess and rugby, they're both for Jessies. So both for girls. What, what's your favourite sport? Hunting! Yeah, okay. Thank you. Um, so I know you're quite into cooking, so what would be your favourite meal? Uh, I'm really glad you asked me that. It would be, let's see, Jerusalem artichokes, lemon dumplings... Mm-hmm. Maybe a, a slow-cooked goat belly stew. Mm-hmm. Maybe served up with some, some hash browns and just like all in a verbena juice. Oh, Beautiful. That, that's, that, Beautiful. Sounds, that sounds brilliant. What about, what about you, Esau? Meat. Right. Meat, meat's not really a meal, is it? Meat! Okay, okay, okay. I'll, I'll agree with you there. Okay, I want to give you some challenges then. Um, let's see, an arm wrestle. We'll have an arm wrestle on the table here. Over this side. Who do you think's going to win? Shout out who you think's going to win. Esau. Esau, no, no Jacob supporters? No, no Jacob supporters? <laughs> one, we've got one. Okay, ready, steady, go! Oh, oh, is that a bit of showbooting from Esau there? This is a little too easy. Oh, how embarrassing for Jacob. And he ends it. And he ends it. Oh, dear. Sorry. Sorry, Jacob. That must be hard. Okay, I'll give you another challenge. This time, it's a mental maths puzzle. What is 42 plus 36? Let's see. What's this? What, what has Jacob got in his hand here? 72. 78. 78. <laughs> I think we, we do have a winner. You did get to it first. There's a little bit of cheating. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, look what you have here. A calculator. Jacob is a cheat. And that's a little bit what Jacob's like. We find out quite a lot about what these two guys are like. But let me tell you another story that shows you some more. That lets you know. So one day, Esau had been out in the fields hunting, like he does best. 
And he came back into the house absolutely exhausted. He was puffing and he was panting. And who did he see in the kitchen having a great time? Was Jacob stirring some lovely red lentil stew as only he knew best to make in the kitchen. And, G- and Esau shouted to him, Jacob, let, let me have some of that, that lovely red stuff. You mean this, this, this beautiful red lentil stew cooked lovingly at 180 degrees with a lovely cayenne pepper sauce mixed in with a little bit of red wine juice. Is that what you want? Yes. Well, uh, well, let me see. Let's see. Look at this. Think about this. Esau's being really silly here, isn't it? He really wants this. What? What would you uh, give? Esau, I will give you some of this delicious red lentil slow cooked stew in a lovely cayenne pepper <laughs> with a little bit of red wine. If you give me something really small, your birthright. Okay, let's stop it there. What Jacob's asking for, the birthright, that means the oldest son would get most of the possessions, most of the blessing when the dad died. Because Esau was the oldest, he was going to get all this good stuff from his dad. And what Jacob wants, he wants that himself in exchange for some dinner. Are you going to take it, Esau? Is it a deal or no deal? Deal. Oh dear, oh dear. How, how foolish of Esau. For one meal, he has given away his whole birthright, all his blessing. But also, how sneaky of Jacob. He's done a shrewd deal here. Such a sneaky character. And in our next story, we're going to even see he's a little bit more sneaky in this one. So Jacob and Esau's dad is getting very old. Isaac, he can hardly see anymore. And he says to his son, Esau. He said, Esau, I want to bless you. Go hunt me something so I can have a stew. You see, Isaac was a little bit like his son. He had a big belly too. So he sent Esau off. Esau went off to do some hunting. But Rebecca, Isaac's wife and Jacob's mum. Mummy. Yeah. Jacob was the mummy's boy. And Rebecca was a little bit sneaky too. She was like Jacob in that way. So she said to Jacob, pretend to be your brother Esau. And go and give your dad some stew. But there was a little bit of a problem. Jacob was worried about this, because not because he didn't want to lie to his dad, but because he wasn't hairy enough. So his mum helped him out with that one. She got him some goat hair to put on his hands so that, so that his dad, even though he was blind, would feel the hands and know that it, think it was Esau. This was them being really sneaky again. So Isaac, who is blind, calls for his son in. Hi, Dad. He feels the hands. Oh, you must be Esau. He eats the stew. And he gives the blessing. And Jacob goes away and celebrates. Meanwhile, Esau comes back from the fields. He comes to his dad. He's been working hard. He gives him the stew with this special ingredient meat and then Isaac realises I've been tricked and Esau realises that he's been tricked and Esau gets very angry so so angry he wants to kill his brother 
and they run off. <laughs> this, is, this is terrible what's happened. He, Jacob's made his brother so angry he's going to be killed. He has to leave the home. Now that's awful for Jacob. He's the homeboy. Remember, he loves his mummy. He loves to be in the kitchen. But now he's got to leave. And he's got to leave this famous family. It was only in this family that he knew God. His dad knew God, and it was only here. But now he was on his own. We're going to find out what happens to Jacob in the next part later in the series, or service. But I'd like to get um, Amy Gilpin up to introduce their next song for us. So boys and girls and adults too, at the end of part one, we saw Jacob. He was sad. He was alone. He was leaving home. I was wandering through the wilderness. Remember, this is very sad for Jacob because he's the homeboy. He loves to be at home. He loves to be with his mummy and he loves being part of this famous family with the different promises that are with it. Although he did get a blessing from his dad, remember, he got a blessing, but it wasn't proper because he stole it and it wasn't like his dad's blessing. Remember, Abraham got that promise from God Isaac got a promise from God, but Jacob's just got a stolen blessing from his dad. It's not the same. So Jacob's out in the wild, and here he comes now, looking very sad and alone. He's been wandering for miles, and he's getting tired. And do you know what? It's nighttime in the desert, and there's no beds in the desert. There's nowhere to lie down. There's not even any pillows So what he has to do, he finds a stone, he looks for a stone, he finds it, and he uses a stone as a pillow as he goes to lie down. Now, a stone's not a very comfy pillow. This is no nice glamping or camping even. This is roughing it as he lies down to sleep. Now, he's very tired because he's walked very far to get here. And he has a deep, deep sleep and a special dream. Now, in this dream, there is a stairway going all the way up to heaven. And on this stairway are some angels. Now, can I get some volunteers to be angels? Yeah, would you like to come up? You can be, yeah. And another, a boy, is there a boy who wants to come up? Elliot, you're really keen, aren't you? <laughs> Okay, so with my two angels, do you want to come up to the stairs over here? And if you march up and down the stairs. And this is the dream that Jacob had. He saw angels go up and down the stairs in his dream. And at the top of the stairs was heaven. And at the top, he could see God. And when he looked to the top of the stairs, I get past. He heard a voice coming from the top saying this, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham and the God of Isaac. I'm going to give you children and you're going to have the land that you're now living in. You're going to have so many children, you won't be able to count them. They're going to be like dust. And all people on earth are going to be blessed because of the descendant of you. I'm going to watch over you and make sure you're all right. I'm going to keep my promises to you. And then the dream ended and the angels went back to their seat. <laughs> we give them a round of applause. Now Jacob wakes up. That was an incredible dream. 
he's now had this amazing promise. Do you remember the promises that we saw that Abraham and Isaac had? There was going to be a family. It's going to be a huge family, like dust. You couldn't count it. And there's going to be a land and this special descendant who would come. It's so amazing that Jacob shouts out, This place is really awesome! And Jacob goes on his way, happy, because he now has a friendship with God and his own relationship with him. I think we should think about this for Jacob. Do you know what was really exciting for him? See, before all his life, he knew his dad had a special relationship with God. He knew his granddad did. But he wasn't having a special relationship with God. He wanted their blessing, but didn't have his own. But when he came to the desert, he met God himself for the first time. And he started his friendship with God. He met him, God spoke to him, and gave him these great promises, and said he was going to look after him for the rest of his life. Now, boys and girls, I think we can feel a lot like Jacob did when he was younger. Answer this question, maybe. If, could you be friends with someone if you'd never talked to them, never met them, never played with them? No, it'd be really hard to be their friend. Could you be their friend if your mum or dad maybe went to their birthday party, but you stayed at home? Would that make them your friends? Well, no, you still would have never met them, even if your mum and dad had met them. For David Beckham's children, maybe for Brooklyn, does it make him a great footballer that his dad's won? No, he had to go out and do it himself. See, maybe our parents love God and they've got a friendship with him. Maybe our granny or our granda knows God and has told us about him. But are we God's friends? What about us? I think this story in the Bible is a great help for us and it tells us a lot about how God wants to be our friend. When Jacob was younger, he thought he was God's friend because his dad was God's friend. But in the wilderness, God showed him that he could have his own friendship. He could talk to God. He could pray to him and meet with him and have these promises. And the super news for everybody here this morning, mums and dads, adults and kids, is that you can have a friendship with God too that is your own. Now for us to meet God, do we have to travel to Bethel? Do we lie our head down on a stone and dream of the angels going up? Well, if we go to Bethel today, what do we see? I don't see any stairs. I don't see any angels. But here's something really special that Jesus said in the Bible. Jesus said, I am the new stairs between heaven and earth. What Jesus meant was, you don't have to travel to Bethel. You don't even have to travel to church. You can talk to me, have a friendship with me, and through that, meet God and know God yourself and have all these promises for yourself. So boys and girls, we don't have to travel anywhere or wait till we're older. We can be friends with God now. He'll find us wherever we are because Jesus is with us wherever we are and can be friends with us now, today. A short word for the adults here as well. It's easy to see how this story of Jacob growing up, finding his own faith, moving out of the shadow of his parents' faith, 
It's easy to see how that can apply for kids and teenagers. Maybe we're thinking, and even with the, with the baptism, the words there may have put in our mind about how we can encourage young people in our church and in our families to claim a friendship with God for themselves. And that's definitely a great thing to think about. But I also think that as adults, we can also rely on other people or other times or other circumstances for our relationship with God. For other people, we maybe grew up in a Christian home. We were used to going to church and we've just sort of continued that as we're older and haven't thought that much about what a real relationship, a living relationship with Jesus is about. Well, that's what we try to explore each week at Kirkpatrick, what it means to live having this friendship with Jesus every day. We can also rely on other, other times. I know for a lot of people, their, most, their best Christian times were maybe as a student, and they look back to those times and think, I had such energy then and such vibrancy, but now I'm just hanging on to that memory. I'm depending on that memory for my relationship with God. Or I think as adults, we're quite likely to exclude ourselves from relationship because of a sin that we may have committed or some circumstances that we think God doesn't want a friendship with me. But look at Jacob. What was he like? He was a horrible character. He was a really nasty guy. But God wanted to choose him and said, I'm going to be your friend. That's not a barrier. I think in all those circumstances for the adults and for the kids, for you too, we can all have a friendship with Jesus. It is open to everybody and we can learn how to do that together. We can have God's promises and we can speak to him. To finish, I want to look at those promises and think about them again. Jacob was promised the large family who's promised a future home and one who'd bless the world. If we have a friendship with God, we come into those promises as well. We share in those promises. He promises a large family. Well, look around you this morning. Look how many people are here, all wanting to know what it's like to follow Jesus. But not just in East Belfast, across the world. We can go anywhere and we'll find people who love Jesus, who are like us, and can be our support and our family. He promises a future home. This is a land which is brilliant, will provide everything. And that's heaven. Our promise through Jesus, through friendship with Jesus, is a life with him in heaven. And remember, there's that one through who all the world will be blessed. So far, we haven't known who it is. We've just had this list of names. But we know now today that that one is Jesus. It's through Jesus that we have friendship and can meet with God. And it can be our own friendship. It doesn't have to be somebody else's. Let me just pray. Dear God, thank you that you want to have friendship with us. We thank you that you love us so much that you want to speak to us in the Bible. And that you want, and you want us to speak to you in prayer, and that we can do that anywhere. I thank you that we can do this ourselves. That we don't need a minister, and we don't need our parents to do it for us. 
but we can be a friend ourselves because of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.